0: Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Showdown Podcast. My name's Jesse Jones and on the show today, we have Boss Molly on the show. That's right, we have the founders from Boss Molly Bourbon joining us today. I want to thank Brandy and Victoria for coming all the way to the Whiskey Den, sitting down with me to do an interview in person. We crack a bottle of Boss Molly and we have ourselves a damn good conversation. I've known Brandy now for probably about 20, 23 years, and it is so awesome to see what she has built with Victoria and Kate. They've started Boss Molly, and we go through all of the trials that you have to be ready for. All even the ones that you don't even know you have to be ready for when you're starting a bourbon brand. It is a great conversation. We go from idea to execution. How they went from starting a brand to when they started putting bottles on the shelf. Uh, Brandy and Victoria are both great wealths of knowledge when it comes to not only bourbon, but everything that goes into building a brand. So this is a great conversation, and I couldn't be happier for the success that they are experiencing right now. Boss Molly, it's been on the shelves now for just over a year, and it's just selling out in every state it's in. So I want to thank them for coming on the program. I want to thank them for sharing some of this delicious Boss Molly bourbon with me. It was great to have you guys at the den to sit down in person and do this interview. I've known these guys since they started building this brand. Uh, I remember them sitting at my kitchen table table and we're going through the liquid that they have and and like where it was at that time and just like being amazed at the dedication that they have shown to this craft. To this profession of whiskey brand building, it's just been an amazing thing to see. And I'm very happy for the liquid that they have produced and that bourbon that they are putting out right now. So, ladies, it was so good to have you on the show. And I can't wait to see where Boss Molly goes next. It was great having them here. It was great talking whiskey with them. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. And with that, guys, I think we need to get it started, shall we? I ask that you go hit like and subscribe. We're on Instagram, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can think to find a podcast. You can find the Bourbon Showdown. And I just want to let you guys know, if you go to BossMolly.com right now and use the promo code GIVETHANKS, you will get 10% off your order. That is until December 1st. This is the perfect time of year for Boss Molly bourbon. It is getting colder, and the spice and some of those beautiful caramelized sugar notes that you get off of those brandy staves are perfect for this time of year. So go to BossMolly.com, use the code GIVETHANKS, get 10% off your order, and without further ado... We're going to get this thing started. Again, I want to thank Boss Molly for coming on the program. It's Boss Molly Bourbon. It's the Bourbon Showdown. My name's Jesse Jones. Let's start the show. All right, welcome, everybody. Uh, This is a momentous occasion. We have people actually in the den for some whiskey talk we have uh the bourbon showdown with the founders of boss molly we've got brandy bowls we've got victoria horn how are you guys doing today thank you for joining me in the whiskey den
1: well it's good to be in north carolina i finally have a glass of bourbon in my hand which i've been waiting for all day
0: Oh yes, we just had a fresh crack of the Boss Molly Bourbon. It is smooth, it is tasty. It's got that beautiful sweet caramel right on the end of it. A delightful pour. We'll get into the details of that in a minute. But first, let's talk, guys. Uh I've known you guys since you started. Uh very happy that you guys it's been fun for me to watch you grow because I've been able to kind of like uh enjoy your successes without having to lose sleep over them. Where It is hard to do what you guys have done.
1: Well, we've lost a lot of sleep. Yeah, so we're sleeping
2: right.
0: We lost
1: all the
2: sleep for you. Beautiful. Rest, rest easy.
0: That's why I'm on this side of the (laughs) microphone. I, I I let people that are good at it do it, and I just talk to you guys about it when you're done. So let's get into it, Boss Molly. Where did the idea come from? Like, whose brainchild was this deliciousness?
2: Pretty mutual. Yeah. I mean, we have a a third co-founder, Kate Rosante, um, and we've known each other for years. Um, We met through a women's poker group. So we'd been playing poker for years and years. And, you know, as life changes and people grow up, um, things change. And one of those things that changed was people having babies and moving away. So the group stayed strong and we'd go and travel. We were at a travel game visiting a friend who'd just had a baby and, you know, sitting around the Airbnb, playing some poker. And of course everybody brought a bottle of bourbon and, you know, this was 10 women sitting around the table, playing poker, drinking bourbon, every 10 bottles surrounding us. And, uh, yeah, we were talking about our love. Brandy was, um, going on about, well, going on, but you know, Waxing poetic about being Kentucky born, <laughs> grain in her vein.
0: <laughs> I love how without bourbon, it is going on and on. But with bourbon, it is waxing poetic.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it becomes waxing
0: poetic it's over waxing. time. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a, this was a great gang of girls. We played cards together for just over 10 years. And it was at that travel game that we were sort of laughing that every single whiskey that we brought to the table was named after a hundred year old dead white man. <laughs> And it's true. I mean, Yeah, it, it's it, not wrong. It, it was uh, George Dickel and Elmer T. Lee and... <laughs> Colonel Taylor. And, and, like, yeah, happy And, and <laughs> so it was, that was like a... It was actually just a joke to start. Um, and it wasn't until later that I started putting the two and two together and thinking, why is that? Is it because, you know, it's just that hard? And, and I do think making bourbon is very complicated. But as we know, there are other avenues into it. Right. Um, the challenge for us was... Okay, so if we really want to do this and put a stamp on it, what are we going to do to actually make it more than a bourbon by women or for women? It's not a gimmick. Like there's just there's too much competition and there's just too much. We we care too much about the space to do it half ass. So talk about losing sleep. I mean, that's where we lost the most sleep was we have to find an expression that feels really unique to us, but that we are going to lose our minds over. We know other people are going to lose their minds over. Uh, and it's funny because earlier, I don't know if you were recording, but uh, we were laughing about, true, my grandmother. There are a lot of women in this story. I'm just going to warn you. Hey, that's great, though. <laughs> some of them are some of them are uh, old women. <laughs> so my <laughs> wonderful grandmother, who is in her mid-80s now, uh, is a huge bourbon lover, as you can guess. I'm from Kentucky, and my whole family is uh, just bourbon fanatics. And Victoria was visiting, and she invited us to have a pour with her. And it was one of the Bardstown early collaboration series, and it was finished in a brandy cask.
2: And also... I mean, Grandma pulled out this honking bottle, she's like, you have to try my new favorite bourbon, set it on the counter with a thud, and I looked at it, 110 proof, and it was like, Grandma is not playing. Yeah, Granny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with her (laughs) instantaneously, but then when she poured for us... It was just... It was like really unique that
1: brandy finish is, is pretty rare and we decided then and there like okay if we can make this happen we're gonna do it this is gonna be where we start
0: and it's important to say that it was it wasn't that your name is brandy that had nothing that was a happy coincidence it's
1: a happy coincidence a strange coincidence but it, it does make it memorable when i'm at tastings and i tell people i'm brandy who makes bourbon with brandy right it's helpful, yeah. it's a mnemonic.
0: Anything that is uh, interesting about your product is a benefit. There's, That's there's, true. there's nothing you can say that is a bad Including thing. Including
1: having a 1980 stripper name. There well. you go. <laughs> I do call her the triple B threat. Brandy <laughs> Bowles,
0: <laughs> yeah. I can see it, I Steven can see stranger, it. it. But, but
1: it's also a true coincidence is Boss Molly Bourbon and Brandy Michelle Bowles are the exact same initials. Oh wow. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. How totally bizarre. unintentional. I didn't too. realize it until yeah. we'd been on the market for like seven, yeah. eight months. And I was like, wait a minute. I What's just picture you initials?
0: like sitting there with a pen and paper going like, no, that's not my initials. Yeah. Wait, okay.
2: <laughs> that does look familiar. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 That works. That works. Let's go with that.
2: Well, I will say next up my initials, which will be very challenging and then Kate's initials. So there you go. A little mm. cutesy challenge. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) But we're
0: talking about the fun part. We're talking about naming it. We're talking about what you want it to taste like. I didn't know the brandy part. That's actually fascinating and and very cool that you guys didn't want to just put something out there because when you get started, people curate kind of what they have left over. They're not really looking for you to tell them what you want.
1: That's actually yes, true. Exactly. And that was one of the big obstacles in the beginning was we also decided early on it had to be a weeded mash bill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love weeders. Just they're yeah. excellent. And Weller is, you know, proof in, proof in concept.
2: And I would say that the three of us have pretty varied palates. Right. But that was a, a point of agreement. And we knew that if we found something in the weeded spectrum that hit all three of us, it would really be pleasing to bourbon lovers out there because, but you that's know, such a
0: smart approach. Yeah. Uh, if the three of you thought exactly the same, the whiskey may not be as nuanced as it is.
2: You know? She's, a, she's you know, a scotch drinker. You're a right. scotch. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I came to bourbon through scotch. Essentially. I was, you know, just like that's how know, I got right? there too. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, um, but I I've always, said that this is a lot like wine, right? As soon as it clicks in your brain, that there are all these layers of flavors and um, terroirs and provenance, and then, you know, it kind of expands into the rest of your life and it applied for me to coffee and then into scotch. And then, you know, actually it was at uh, Brandy Library that, uh, you know, where I was pursuing some scotch tastings and they had this, uh, you know, American bourbon flight that just knocked my socks off. And from there I was like, all in on, like, exploring the, the flavors and the profiles of the bourbon world. Our yeah.
1: third partner, Kate, couldn't be here, which I feel bad about. But we're just going to pretend she's sitting right here. Yes.
0: Hey, just Kate. She's, a,
2: she's always with us in product and <laughs> spirit. Yes.
0: You guys <laughs> even left a, c- a seat <laughs> for yeah, her or, right in yeah, the middle, right like there.
2: Elijah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like oh, Elijah. And Kate, I'm sure maybe you saw it, um, was the... The subject of a lovely New York Times piece recently, which we were all so, so thrilled about. Mm -hmm. Um, She grew up in Long Island, big Irish family, and her house was the party house. Mm. So her parents built like a fabulous home bar in the garage. And blew out a wall that is to a make it even bigger.
0: Poorly thought out idea for children. Yeah,
1: well, well she was uh, she was mixing she cocktails, was, and she was a kid for her parents. Yeah, so I don't think yeah, she was yeah, allowed yeah. to drink until she was, you know, in spitting distance of twenty one. Right. Well, but that she's the like Irish. Twenty one is
0: officially thirteen. Sir, I'm
2: not going to argue with you,
0: <laughs> says
1: the Irish Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she uh, she's the cocktail encyclopedia, you know. Mm-hmm. So she, that's where she came to it from. So all of us had this very different trajectory, and when we found something we all loved. It was like bingo. Well,
0: that's sort of an interesting thing too. I think a lot of people have different thoughts. If you keep alcohol, she's probably more balanced than I am like if your parents introduce you to it and teach you that it's not a scary thing, but to respect it and to understand what it is and how it can contribute, you know?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I think we've all really understood what a benefit in terms of like the fabric of social life that it can be. And, you know, I think it's really influenced a lot of our journeys in just a greater context beyond focusing on, you know, becoming, urban entrepreneurs, right?
1: Well, Jesse, you never met my mom and dad, but they were very rock and roll style parents. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So when I was probably 15, you know, at that point I was drinking and maybe I had some kids over and maybe they left a bottle of Jack Daniels on my floor. Right, right. <laughs> and I'll just never forget it being, I, you know, it was in my room, it was in the basement because I was a teenager and I was upstairs, you know, doing something, um, minding my own business. And my mother walked by with some laundry as if she was talking to herself and said, Well, I don't know who in this house is drinking Jack Daniels, but I think we could do a lot better than that. (laughs)
3: She
1: she, she did the thing where it looked like she wasn't talking to me. I see you.
0: Just, right, but right. You, know,
1: you can up your over game her, a little bit. If you're yes. going
0: to, go all out.
1: <laughs> I was 15, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, you know, Jack Daniels is not Kentucky bourbon, which she cared a lot about. Which,
0: that, yes, that's mm-hmm. right, the Kentucky background, you can't sacrilege that.
1: You know, that was a big thing growing up. Although I know, I, of course, I've been an expat from Kentucky for a long time, so I love Kentucky bourbon, but I have also. Been, well, that's uh, the beauty. to other whiskeys it's
0: the beauty yeah. of the market right now there's so many different regions creating different whiskeys and each geographic region brings that different flavor profile you get something out of it it's why the boom we're in right now has continued as long as it has is because you've got i can go to nevada get a right. different flavor profile go yes. to upstate washington get a different flavor profile it's a, it's a fun time yeah and to your point a moment ago regarding the when you, when you know, you know, when that piece of your brain understands that like, oh, this is a layered thing. Right. So many different outlets go into making it. You do. you can, mm-hmm. Now you drink coffee differently. You eat food differently. Right.
1: right. Literally the- smell. For me, it was olfactory. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've told this story before, but it's 100% true. When we were in our development phase for the first batch and we were just tasting, tasting, tasting. I mean, we do use a contract distiller. It Was tasting, I think we must have talked to maybe 40 different distillers. Just they were sending samples, we were constantly getting. I mean, a lot of packages from MGP it was a dirty job.
0: Well, it, it sounds awful, uh, guys. It, it sounds was, just yeah. like when you rolled your that, sleeves up and you yeah. just dug in. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think we were tasting every single you know, multiple times a week. I was inviting yeah. neighbors and friends and family and to check me on this. But when, uh, it, when wh- it happens, is that your brain sort of changes a little bit and suddenly you start smelling like layers in grass. Uh-huh, and grass uh-huh. and yeah i co- talking about coffee food like things taste different mm-hmm. that that blew my mind i'd always been a whiskey
2: drinker but i didn't know it would actually like change my well senses yeah
0: yeah completely
2: you're literally creating pathways in your brain with that kind of exploration right well, as soon as you start making those connections just like you you see them everywhere
1: it's like and when it, you drop acid or something it's yeah. like whoa colors yeah yeah it's like that's it yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you've entered the matrix <laughs> yeah. you've entered the alcoholic matrix
1: yeah. Yeah. Was, but you've got to drink can it taste the steak right yeah, yeah. you have to drink broadly yeah. to have that experience i yeah. think
0: completely. people who
1: have like this is my brand and this is what what I drink they just you know they're not to say that their palates are dull but they, they're they not training themselves in that way
0: right well, it's another reason I think this boom is lasting as long as it is because there isn't just uh, uh well my dad uh Seagram's right uh yeah I'm a Seagram's man I'm a Jack Daniels man I'm a Jim Beam man yep. nothing That's- wrong with any of that it's it's just they were so pro- protective I don't know if you would call it that but they were so singular in what they liked that they never broadened their horizons and their palate suffered as a result of that.
2: And that's sad. Well, and you know, Brandy was talking about that olfactory scent, right? We, we all associate a lot of scents with the people that we know and love and that we grew up with. So, like, you know, the smell of cigars and pipe smoke is very comforting to me from my grandmother's generation, that sort of thing. And just it's sort of off book, but um, on the way here, Brandy's luggage had a little mishap. Get a small <laughs> bottle, it broke. And she opened her suitcase and immediately that scent, that (laughs) boss Molly bouquet just filled on room. all my clothes and I was in I literally just like direct pleasure center hit to my brain I was like yes and she's like oh I have to wash these clothes I was like no, no you don't you don't yeah, just, yeah 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 because, can I just hug your shirt for a moment I'm feeling a little done though because yeah. I'm
0: like yeah. which that's another thing we've glossed over I've known you now for like 20 years 20 years that is that's absolutely insane so uh getting into this it, it it's I set it up top. It's been fun to watch. But getting back to that, how did you push through that initial, we're sending you stuff? Like how, like, you know what you Mm. want now, uh, uh, just from how, this is how many years ago, three years ago?
1: No know oh, no. this is like years four
0: ago. Five. five six yeah. years ago oh my god yeah,
1: yeah it was a, while. a while. it's been a god. journey i mean you have to age whiskey. the whiskey and it takes a while and, and whiskey time goes also, so quick doesn't it
0: yeah it feels like a minute and a exactly. half ago right for well
1: for me I mean, <laughs> yeah because you were sleeping <laughs> uh, listen it's been a journey but like at that time it was a matter of tasting the, the stuff that we were getting from different distilleries and also tasting like you do, all the different brands out there to be like, what's really staying with us? What are Mm -hmm. we excited about? And Mm -hmm. then at some point in that process, we figured out like, okay, it's gotta be weeded. Like everyone loves weeded Mm -hmm. whiskeys and the brandy finish, we kind of knew we wanted to do it. Right. What you gotta understand is, and this is where you do lose sleep, Anything you do with whiskey when you're starting out is an experiment. Right. You can't do it in this huge. You know. (laughs) There's no formula
2: that says plug this here and this this outcome. You're kind of making it up. You're
1: you're saying here's what's worked for other brands. Here's the flavors that I know I love. I think these flavors are going to work together. And now, you know, when it's your money. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. In the beginning, we were self-funded. When it's your money, it's like every barrel counts. Right. (laughs) Like I'm going to do something funky with this barrel. And I think it's going to work, but I'm also praying at night.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, like one of our very dogged determinations was, you know, that importance of the quality of what we were going to release, what we were going to bring to the market, what we were going to have pride in was something that was really well developed. And so age is a huge factor in that. Right. right? And we were really determined. To do that, but then you you wait all this time, you make all this investment in an aged barrel, and suddenly uh, to, at the end, as a finishing process, you're you're introducing a wild card that you know you're you're placing a huge bet that it's gonna turn out well because what it felt like there's a yeah. lot of yeah, they're like gambling. A little it bit. really yeah. is, it's like you're putting all your money on red. And, you know, you know, red has come up plenty of times that night and, you know, but like. You're hoping.
0: Fingers are yeah, crossed.
2: exactly. And everything that we'd known about the very few brandy finishes that we'd um, experimented with and that we'd run across in the market, we knew most likely we we're going to strike gold. Uh, but the, your brain...
1: Well we're also still
2: playing with those margins of what what did we just do? And we're you know?
1: and we're poker players. Yeah, right, I and mean, I'm right. used to gambling. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, so, like, go all in. <laughs> yeah. So I we mean, went so... all in. We went all in on this. Pardon Financially, me. you know, we were all at a place in our life where we we're like, okay, we have the money, it's not like we're swimming in cash. Right. But like we we mm. have enough to buy a couple barrels, maybe a little more than that. And then what what couple. also happens is right. you realize, oh, it's not just the barrels. Like, the business costs a lot. So, like, you put a big bet in, a personal stake in as well. You have to do it if you believe
2: in it. The
0: empty. It's the only way to do it. If you're not going to be all in, then you're going to be malted cherry liquor or something. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly. You're pulling a lot of tricks. Oreo.
0: I started (laughs) with what everyone loves, Oreo cookies. And then from there, like you've got to. You've got to. Dig down. But you've got to mm-hmm. do
1: it, you've got to make enough product to have like a real footprint in the market. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really delighted to be able to sit here now when just under a year on sale and say, well, we've sold through most of our inventory for year one. We've sitting on, you know, over 100 barrels. That's awesome. Like, and let me, t- there's nothing that makes me prouder than the fact that. I own whiskey futures. Yeah, yeah.
0: completely. Yeah, yeah, that's it's the coolest cool thing idea. in the world. That
2: toe hold has grown, and we, you know, as soon as we, you know, hit our formula, started teasing results, you know, we knew and. Laying down more bets <laughs> just, you know, it becomes addictive. We're growing and growing this way.
0: But if you because... didn't have that betters mentality, then yeah. that, that that's to your benefit. Because mm-hmm. I think so many people don't understand that this is a long, this isn't a merit. This isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a marathon.
2: Exactly, And it's
0: a chess and you got to play chess yeah. while you're running. Yeah. Like, like there's no scenario where you can just think that, okay, we're good. Unfortunately for you guys, you're never good. Like the moments that you enjoy, you enjoy, but you've got to be stressing about so many things well, you while to, you enjoy you truly,
1: it. You know, this particular flagship product, and there will be more Vriels soon, is a four year age. So that means we're looking at least four years ahead into the future mm-hmm. at all times. And just the, the shift in your thinking where you just have to focus on the here and now, but also be forecasting. Right.
3: Right.
2: That is that is a uh, challenging to juggle all of that at times. Yeah, but I will say that, um, you know, we get a lot of response from people who are, you know, really intrigued by our story, but they come, you know, people have been in the industry for decades and they Kind of look at us and they say, You you had no industry background all the time. That I get that is gutsy. People yeah. are like, and, What were you thinking? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh, <my God." laughs> we're we're I mean, we're poker players, right? We knew we had some mazes up our sleeves, um, but we also have business backgrounds and right. um, you know, market backgrounds well, and, and just and passion and passion. You can't do and, it if you don't have passion, yeah, no, exactly. No, that's like you anything, twerk.
0: yeah. So <laughs> if you don't have passion and you're doing it, then you're just basically <laughs> digging an early grave.
2: Right, exactly. Right. You might as well be selling widgets and yeah, what, very nice life and good luck with your widgets. Nice right?
0: boring life yeah. and enjoy the app that I built for a rich guy.
2: Exactly. No, we wanted we wanted to create something multi layered and phenomenal that people would really embrace. And you know, while we're stressing about these. These risks that we're taking with the actual liquid, and you know, trying to forecast through all that, and then running the here and now. Right. The, having that skill set that we brought from outside the industry really helps us run the here and now and kind of smooth that. It's all a learning curve, right? But you I have will a just perspective. Say, we interrupt,
1: the Victoria is amazing at spreadsheets. She's like, you do not allowed to touch spreadsheets. I don't know what this janky formula is. Like, no,
0: ma'am.
1: Like, you need someone who knows how to do that shit because it's yeah.
2: necessary.
0: No, yes. Well, so, yes. Everybody has to wear an unsexy a hat. side
2: of yeah, the industry, exactly. too. exactly. Oh,
0: my God. You you nailed that one on the head. Yeah. Uh, uh Just from getting to chat with you guys as you've been on this journey. Like, like mm-hmm. there was a beautiful perspective of, of seeing you guys grow where I don't think the consumer understands just how every step of this game is set up to just... There's there's glass and there's barrels and there's aging the barrels. Well, actually, and the, the,
1: cork the and biggest labels um, learning curve... And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. I just... Because really, I... I've lived for this shit, secretly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I have yeah. loved learning this whole <laughs> yes. new industry and like becoming, you know, a whiskey expert, which I'm, you know, feel very qualified now. But then the other side of this is learning how to sell. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a different ball game. I mean, they're selling to consumers, sure. We we hope everyone hears about Boss Molly. The minute we try it, you try it, you're a convert. Like, we believe in it. But it's also selling to the retail side. Restaurants, bars, stores, uh, it is, there's just a whole culture around it that you really can't understand until you
2: are in it.
0: Right, <laughs> and, and how difficult was that once you had a product getting people to buy in?
2: Well, I will say that I think I came to it with a little bit of the arrogance of amateurs, right? In some way. And that a lot of my career I have I have a pretty big sales background, right? But the the sales side of things, that that dance, that script, the culture around the type of sales that I was in, it's very is vastly different. It's very different right. from alcohol industry sales. It's a completely different ballgame in that um, you know, the the person you're trying to reach on the other side doesn't need you in any capacity. Right. Right. And even getting them to say hello to you. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you need people who are super nice. A lot of people are super nice. You have to get their attention. But I know what you're
0: saying because you guys hit the market at a time where there were a lot of people, you had a lot of competition right out of the gate.
2: And we're one of 50 reps coming through their door, particularly in the metro area. We started off in New York City,
1: which is the most competitive retail market in the United States. Yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe excepting Florida. So, you know, you learn a new language, really. You learn about how to negotiate with bars and restaurants that when their buying seasons are how to how to get on their good side when how to win them over essentially right. what their and hours
2: are and the different avenues to get to the decision makers um it's, it's like mario right. brothers yeah. like
0: there's nine levels to yeah, this thing
2: exactly and everybody's got yeah. a bum that
0: yeah. you
1: have to like leap over <laughs> somewhere. You know, and right. like everybody like we'll scale up with a bigger distributor at some point hopefully soon mm. we're, you know we're always talking to folks we're now with a distributor in kentucky it's great but even still, even if you have the best distributor in the world with sales, you still
2: need to be boots
1: on the ground. No one right. believes in your product more than you. And you've got to have that skill of just talking to anybody. Yeah. You know? and,
2: and I will say that's where the three of us really, like, shine in a lot of ways. Because uh, when we are working with retailers, for instance, if we're going in to do a tasting in the store, they absolutely love that. It's a, they're getting a co-founder. Right. Doing the Uh, tasting. It speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. And we genuinely want to connect with their consumers because we love our bourbon. We know they're going to love it. And we're just really happy to talk to them about it. The
1: tastings are so fun, Jesse. Yes. my favorite moment. This happens all the time. You know, you go to a lot of bottle shops, package stores, and there's always like someone pouring wine. Right. Really common. So we'll, we'll, we'll set up and very nicely, would you like to try some bourbon? And you'll see... The customer sort of, they're just like, no, 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 leave me alone. They walk past and they yeah. will Zoop, did you say bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> and they do this like backwards hustle. <laughs> do, yeah. Do, 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 do. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's really fun. And like, it's fun to see the delight on people's face I don't yeah. think they expect it to be this good. That, right. uh, that happens right, right, right.
2: to us a lot. I'm happy yeah. to exceed <laughs> you expectations. You tell the ones who, like, uh, 80% of them are coming to humor us because they're right. interested in bourbon. Like, okay, okay. You show us what you got, ladies. And then you see that the eyebrows go up. And you're like, uh-huh. It's fun. Yep. That's fun. It never gets old. <laughs> exactly.
1: Aisle
0: three. It's right there. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> you're my friend. Oh, my you're God. She just sold. And summer summer is not like a big bourbon sales season for a general consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Victoria ran a tasting in Montclair, New Jersey, a few weeks ago, and they thought she might sell maybe half a case, and she yeah. sold through, like, four or five cases. So that's awesome.
2: We sold through their inventory and usually I, you know, whatever. I had to call Brandy to back me up on inventory. Oh, yeah, she and made me drive like, two yeah.
1: cases to the store because they sold yep. out. But, we needed more.
2: but what then, a great
0: feeling. I mean, A, right. they're going to keep buying from you because they know you stand behind your product. They've seen yeah. it sell out and they know yeah. that you care. And I also, yeah.
1: I had an excuse to leave a children's birthday party to cart whiskey right. around.
2: Right, exactly. So. so, <laughs> so that was a win-win. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's what everyone I'm
0: telling you. you. I, I now foresee your husband being like no there is no victoria's not calling no you can't leave
2: (laughs) you know i married the most patient man on earth you did marry the most patient man on the planet with a lot the calls will be like okay i can't come but matt will (laughs) right right thank you matt (laughs) (laughs) but um you know it's the tastings are a joy and yeah like you said the store was was impressed we made an impression there and that's That's our mission right now is really just getting in boots on the ground, getting into people's minds and brains and hearts. And we know we're going to win them over turn by turn, right?
0: Yeah, good product equals success. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. This is is definitely the beginning. That's That's the fun part. (laughs) Hopefully
1: we can do this again in four years. Oh, completely. We'll we'll fly on our jet or something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's, you know, it's it's been an education a fun one and the people in the industry are so wonderful and also the people in the whiskey industry Mm -hmm. i mean trust me all my all my instagram facebook social feeds are just whiskey 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 and you you do make relationships yes you you do it's it's brilliant
0: i think that's been my favorite part of the industry so far is just that people are as you know you make friends like there are people yeah. that you trust and there are people that you believe like like when they well, say it's good, you trust their you know, palate.
1: Julia Town like, once said that people people who like to eat are the best people,
2: but I think it's people who like to drink. Mm. <laughs> well it's like, don't I mean, trust
0: anybody if they don't like whiskey.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah, well, as a brandy learned, you show up with a bottle of gold uh, Jaeger, right? right but, sorry, right. I was a gold which is a
0: different
2: era in our lives, right?
0: But the same but Jaeger, principle.
2: It's the same principle, you know. Like you, you find the whiskey nerds come together, man. Yes, and completely. Nerds, lovers, passionate people, and it's I all still, wonderful.
1: Yeah,
0: you're gonna have a good I'd time. Still
1: drink Jaeger though, in the right <laughs> context, in yes. the right
2: circumstance.
0: Right, right. It's more of an apéritif now than it yes. was back That's in
1: right. the day. Or now it's turned to absinthe.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. Like a good
1: absinthe?
0: I have an absinthe that has been finished in bourbon barrels. You may have had it the last time you were here. Nope, I can't we are remember. having it tonight. All right, we'll do yeah, that yeah. next. Uh, a certain mad scientist friend of mine gave me this, and I think it'll blow your minds. There, There's one story I have to share. Uh, uh, when you guys came to North Carolina last time, uh, you and you guys have painstakingly put your time and effort into this thing. It's so, I'm so happy to see the final product be as absolutely wonderful as it is because I know you guys have like blood, sweat, and tears have gone into it. You've 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 experimented with your staves. You've got all of these mason jars that you've just been. I've got this stave has been for this long. This stave has been for that long. I yep. like it here. I don't like it here. I like it. Okay. Well, how about this? And 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 you graciously. Uh, let me and my wife, also named Jesse, have a sip of what was going to turn into the final product. And we loved it and we're all celebrating uh, with it. And then it drops and it hits the ground. You
1: did drop our mason
0: jar. Was it me? Did I drop it? Oh, no. You know what?
2: Blame it on, blame it on the dog. Somebody, <laughs> there we go. Somebody yeah, The dog hit somebody's. Dog. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I think it's revisionist history well, yeah. that I dropped yeah. it. Uh
2: huh. <laughs>
1: my mouth shut you know what's funny we're we're gonna recreate i mean i look back and i mean obviously every single step of this was necessary in in terms of our process but it is it is kind of charming that we experimented with real brandy stays yeah in so much as possible they weren't real brandy stays though they were like we we were were like taking like wood chips and soaking them in brandy because we hadn't bought the we hadn't bought the brandy casket right right. ended up buying from copper and kings and in yeah, well, yeah. But, but at the time to what you were
0: talking about a minute ago, you guys were grassroots. Like you were trying everything you could so yeah. that you didn't make a misstep. I think like, I, I can't imagine had, the pressure. We
1: had the, think the product, it, we had the ma- we had the distillate, but we just hadn't done the staving yet.
2: Yeah, and I would. I think I like to. Ref- I think in my mind of our process like some of the most informed kitchen table experimentation possible. I mean, oh god, but, I researched yeah. everything. I mean, I'd stay graphs, up till a. She, she would sometimes call me and be like, I just found this graph. On toasting, like and it would have like <laughs> temperatures and averages and hours and which tannins would profile which over time, and oh, we you got know, real nerdy. Yeah,
0: but well, yeah. you have to; it's yours.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. If
0: you're not getting nerdy, you're paying somebody to get We're, nerdy. But
2: right. the, the cool
1: thing about it was, and I'm really glad, you know, you got to taste some of that when we took our dissolute the juice, which I think at the time was you know maybe three and a half years old, something like that, and we did. The staving, we tasted it every single week. Right. And that was wild. That, like, blew my mind how just, you know, a a a few staves, but in the barrel, could impact the flavor that dramatically, that quickly. You wouldn't expect... Like, within one week, it tastes different.
0: It's a... It's such a... uh...
1: It's effective, man. You go
0: too far. It's, yeah. it's, it's well, that, I know, you that's can't go really too far. When we lost that's the, that's the wild part about it.
1: But we, and, well, we also pulled the staves when we decided yeah. it was finished. We were yeah. like, this is the perfect... We had done the experimentation in the mason jars and discovered how quickly it can over oak. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was the fear. And, so, it, so we we came up with a method by which we could get the staves back out when it was sort of like finished, finished.
3: Right.
2: And in that process, that was a nerve-wracking period. That's a lot of lost sleep, a lot of hours, but it was a, you know, we were tasting every single week and you like, that's again, where the gambler comes in. It's like, okay, Whew. it's like, it's getting real good. It's getting real good. Do we go further? Do we go further? Do we pull now? You good know? lord, man. Yeah. Um, but it paid off. I mean, I think we really found that sweet spot and yeah. oh, we, you we, totally we did. all felt great about where we pulled it. And so yeah. now we're, we're recreating the
1: experiment for this conference right. we're going to in a couple weeks where we're going to let we're doing a workshop, and then the attendees will be able to taste the mason jar experiment. Oh, that's doing awesome. Again, yeah, but this time with real cast, with real brandy Ooh, seeds. Yeah.
2: Recreating the yeah. kitchen table, and they'll get a walkthrough very over They'll get to
1: taste it at like yep. two
2: weeks and
1: four weeks, and, and we'll I think probably out to over-oak 10 weeks. it on purpose so yeah. they can see what that yes, tastes like.
0: Yes, as you should. I mean, right. there's, there's something about tasting it wrong. That mm-hmm. that that your brain needs that. Yeah, yeah. Needs
2: very it. much. That's so. exactly right. And it's and it's so interesting too when you are tasting something that is wrong, right? That's sending and imprinting pathways into your brain of like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this flavor profile can turn from pleasantly bitter to oh my god, no bitter. Mm-hmm. Just it's a fine line. It is right. a fine line. You cross it, that's yeah. crossing the Rubicon. You can't
0: go yeah. back. You can't no, go back. No, and you, you you there's no if ands, or buts yeah. about it either. Like mm. there's not like a maybe, this might mm. it's no. This is yeah. uh <laughs> right before we started, we were talking about the tomatoes from the garden. Right. And those things are tart. <laughs> yeah, there is no scenario where that's <laughs> yes. not tart. But do you find yourself eating random shit now mm-hmm. just because your brain is building that Rolodex? Right. Like, like, okay, I I guess I want to know what this tastes like. I want to mm. know what that tastes like. You know what?
1: Yeah. The most fun i had was staying up late reading all the um distillers quibbling on adi forums mm-hmm. and there is a lot of conversation there about whether you can save over oaked whiskey uh with you know probably over 50 percent of the group saying Sorry, it's just dump it, man. It's no good. Right. And then the other half, like trying to come up with these cotton yeah, solutions sure. yeah. to, to fix it, which is usually blend it with another uh-huh. whiskey I was gonna say. and just ruin both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like give it up, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it gets heated on ADI forums. Yeah.
0: But you yeah. can't hide. There's so many distillers. And I get it. There's a lot of money that goes into those barrels. Yes. But you Mm -hmm. cannot hide bad whiskey with good whiskey. You can just make good whiskey bad.
1: Well, we we learned that, too. There was one barrel we didn't bottle that just, it just wasn't right. Who knows why? It was same climate, same mash, same everything. And I call it our redheaded stepchild. And we'll just keep aging and see what happens to it. But it was... It
2: wasn't good enough, you know, and it, it didn't play nice with others either. It didn't it play
1: nice really with any of the other. Well. It was, was going to reduce the quality of all the It'll be a Boss Molly
0: limited edition yeah, one, exactly. one day. exactly.
2: The last time we pulled it, I was like, oh, you tricky, tricky barrel. This is like it was showing; it was starting to show
0: some promise.
2: Yeah, we're like, okay, we have a single marrow select
0: here. I mean, Maybe. that's how it works. Know. Yeah, uh, uh, you'll talk to a lot of people, and they'll they'll tell you that like, no, 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 no. They write it off as a goose egg, and then like, eighteen months later, they're like, holy God, where did this come from? Yeah, like you never know what time's yeah. gonna do.
1: Well. We're definitely planning to start just holding back barrels, whether they're good or bad, just to see what happens to them, uh-huh. and just to start playing a little more as sure. we grow,
2: we can do that. And this is the the wonderful alchemy. And it just, you know, as we learn more and as we experiment more and as we go further down this road, and for mm-hmm. me, one of the things that I love thinking about is this amazing tradition of, you know, the bourbon industry being where it is today, having been built upon centuries of people working. level experimenting figuring out how far is too far where the sweet spot is where you can cheat a little further back you know and it's just it's like a dream come true to sort of jump into that stream and become part of it right it's just it's touching
0: i can only i mean yeah Sitting on this side of the conversation, I'm enjoying hearing it. I can't imagine being a part of it and doing it.
2: Well, we consider you a part of it.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. were tasting our mason jar stave experiments. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. but and, as you and said, and I wasn't losing offering... sleep. Like you guys, yeah. you guys have been in the trenches. I get to yeah. reap the yeah. I get to yeah. reap the glass reward.
2: Well, I will have to say, we're going to count your the mason jar accident as the first sacrifice to the gods of bourbon. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've got it. You got to we make it. can piss off the gods. of Bourbon. (laughs)
0: but I think you hit the nail on the head right uh, there in terms of the appeal of all of this. There is a, and the poker comes into play too, because there Mm -hmm. is a natural uh, affinity towards man versus nature. Right. And bourbon, uh, I'm sorry, woman versus nature. Whoa, (laughs) man. Yes. Whoa, man. (laughs)
2: There
0: we go. but, But there's that thing where, all of the science that we have, all of these mm. things that we have created to tell us when it's ready and when it's going to be exactly what we think it's going to be, mm-hmm. right. they're still not right. Like they can still be wrong. Yes. It's still us trying to master that natural force that is the the chemical reaction of of. White dog in a barrel.
2: Right, exactly, exactly. And I think that's, and I I love thinking about that tradition as being part of the everyday fabric of life. I think about, you know, baking a pie with my grandmother as a kid, right? And learning about, okay, you do sprinkle some lemon juice in this because it's going to enrich that sweetness that much more and bring out some of those tart notes of the blueberries. And, you know, as a kid, you're like, why are you putting something sour into this beautiful, delicious, sweet dessert? You're going to it. Right, exactly. And it's like, no, the wisdoms of the ages have told us that this is a really important component to bring this to life, right? It's very much the same with bourbon in that there is this wealth of generational knowledge out there that you can just build upon and play with and continue to iterate on in new and exciting ways. And I think, you know, we're coming into the industry at a very rich time,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: right? I mean, I think the, the bourbon boom has been wonderful for consumers. Oh and, yes! Um, it's just such a pleasure to sort of join that conversation and be part of that development, and know that we're helping future bourbon lovers come to the table with a lot of options and a lot of exploring to do.
0: Well, it's the growth is what's going to keep the boom alive. Like, if there were still only the big three or the big four or whatever, then this thing wouldn't have lasted as long as it has. I
1: think you're right. I I agree. The palates are
0: growing. We're not getting tired of it because (laughs) there's new things to try. There's boss molly on the table. There's everything out there that you can just use to keep your palate going, keep your brain from getting tired of it. It's a cool time. Yeah,
2: very much so. It is.
1: What brain cells we have left.
0: Oh, they're going to be gone. (laughs) That's when the world ends, when the last brain cell dies. That's when it all goes away.
1: The whiskey portends all. Yes, yes. The, the whiskey
0: uh, Astra, what is it? Astradamus or... Uh,
1: right. Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Yes. Oh, I'm sensing a rebrand. Yes.
0: <laughs> whiskey the bourbon meltdown.
1: Dude, you should just, you should buy that hashtag right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whiskey <laughs> Nostradamus. That's great.
0: Well, we've been sitting here drinking it for forty-five minutes. Let's talk about it. Uh, I, I let's let's go through it. Let's go through the nose. Let's go through the palate. Let's go through the finish. We've already decided. Oh, you've already told me that it's a weeder and it's been finished in brandy staves. Uh, immediately, I, I think my favorite part of it from just the past hour of drinking it with you too is its drinkability. Like Mm -hmm. there is a back to the glass ease with Mm -hmm. this thing Mm -hmm. where you keep getting something new, uh, whatever pour that we're all on right now. I just got like a little bit more of like a brown sugar toffee Mm -hmm. off the top of this one Mm -hmm. where the first one you didn't get, you, you got like brown sugar, you got the sweetness from those brandy staves Mm -hmm. and then you keep going and you just keep getting more and more. Uh, what do you guys get? What, what, what do you guys like? What do you get off the nose?
1: I I feel like a broken record, but I I like there's like a little bit of like almond to this, like a nuttiness that I really enjoy. It does, Mm -hmm. of course, have the toffee notes and the butterscotch notes, but it's got a lot of that uh, like a nuttiness and a baking spice to it. Mm -hmm. It's almost and and I don't. I hope this doesn't turn people off because I don't. This may not be the right language, but to me, it's like almost like a savory bourbon. No well, I think savory is a good one. turns.
0: savory. It's rich. Yeah, yeah 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 there's a volume to it. There's
2: volume for sure. There is depth and I think that particularly with the nose right so throughout the night that first set, as I said or that first whiff right goes straight to my pleasure center and you get that really rich brandy on it and all of those wonderful sort of caramel and vanilla based notes but as the night goes on the bouquet opens up to me and I get like some of the more delicate notes in there. Right now, I'm loving the honeysuckle Mm -hmm. that I'm smelling in this, and that's playing actually really well with almond, which is something I would have never, my brain wouldn't have put together, right, if this liquid wasn't showing me that combination is so delightful. Um, And I, I really like that, you know, we were focused on producing something that you would want to keep sipping all night long, that would also stand out in a cocktail, and I love that it it's nuanced in a way that every time you go back for more, you're finding you're picking out a different note in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there are some nights when maybe I might get something that's a little bit more like a cardamom, or uh, so recently somebody said to me a sarsaparilla, and I was like that actually, you yeah, know there's yeah, a, just a, molasses. Just a little yeah. molasses all day long. Yeah, yeah.
0: You get molasses off of that creamy sugar.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm.
0: You guys are the first, like uh, the first people that I've invited into the den. And you're the first people to have to watch me not make eye contact as I figure (laughs) out what's in a
3: glass. (laughs) Normally,
0: I've got the ability to like look past the distiller, look past the taster. And you guys just have to sit here and watch me (laughs) look visibly away from you. (laughs) <laughs> have at it? As long as
2: we're all adoringly gazing into our glasses, I think we're happy. Well, thought, it is. It's I thought an you were just thing. doing your whiskey Nostradamus thing. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was working up an omen or, an, or you know, a prophecy, right. a whiskey oh. prophecy. What's your whiskey prophecy, Jesse? Mm-hmm.
0: Put good whiskey in a glass, and people will drink it.
2: Mm. I agree with that.
0: I was going to so say wise. it'll make you fall on your ass, but let's keep it PC. <laughs>
1: So you getting any fun notes? We get all kinds of reactions. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm thoroughly enjoying the nose. I think that there is a volumatic. There's. You go through it and it doesn't just hit you once, like it's hitting you multiple different times with different variables that kind of like infiltrate and, you know, you go from nostril to nostril, uh, but there are. Like that sweet weight, almost. Mm-hmm. Like there is like that sweet brown sugar, but that brown sugar is not just brown sugar. There's like a level to it.
2: I find that sometimes there's a little bit of leather that runs through that brown sugar that just kind of weaves around.
0: Um, but that's the fun of nosing, right? Yeah. Because you just keep picking things out of it.
1: See,
2: I almost get like a citrus layer.
0: Is that what it is? Is it like a tangerine?
2: Yeah. I would say, I sometimes get Meyer lemon which has a little
0: that's interesting. base
2: note in it. Yeah.
0: I get the hint of citrus because it's like right there, it's teetering. Mm-hmm. It's teetering on citrus and berry for me. But then it gets kind of pushed over by the tobacco.
2: That's right. I will have to say I had a Boulevardier that knocked my socks mm. off the other day with this. And there was actually a really jammy note in that Boulevardier. And it was um, a vermouth that I'm going to have to get the name of from um, the genius who made me this cocktail. Um, but it really play, it played so well in that cocktail. It was amazing. And it was side to this bourbon that, you know, I've been drinking this for years and I hadn't ever experienced that note before. It was well, lovely.
0: But the beauty of the personality of this thing is that the weight will allow it to stand up in a cocktail. Right. Like it's, this is not, and what's the proof? This is not like a no, high 90 octane. Proof. Yeah. And the viscosity combined with like the depth of flavor you would expect mm-hmm. you would expect a 100 proof out of this i would think
1: everyone tells us that they're always surprised to see that it's not such low proof that it's 90 but th- the truth is and we may do you know a cast strength one day but our cast strength is only 100 we went in low on purpose i was gonna say there was a reason for it we did the research and just read that you know if you if you do the proofing before it ages it actually creates a much softer whiskey and Mm -hmm. that is what we wanted to do here you know we want to make sure that this is not just for you know whiskey geeks it's got to hold its own and i'm so thoroughly enjoying that you enjoy it (laughs) and you know and we we you know i'm in multiple bourbon groups and friends with whiskey writers and they all absolutely love it they go through bottle after bottle after bottle at my my buddy's house who's a whiskey writer but it needs to be appealing also to the bourbon curious. Right. Mm-hmm. It is meant to be a whiskey that invites people in. And that ninety proof felt like a good place, but it, it because of the early proofing, it's just it's just richer. I right. don't know how else to explain it, but it just, it gives it a lot more depth than you would otherwise expect from, from even a four year whiskey. It, it, you
0: didn't have to water it down. Like, right. like you didn't have to take it as far. That's you didn't right. have to take it up, 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 so down, down, So when we down. do a
1: cask strength, it will say cask strength and it will be like a hundred proof, right. you
2: know, or Maybe thereabouts, thereabouts. Yeah. It comes out slightly hotter than a hundred, but, um, I will say that, you know, we wanted to invite everyone into this table, the, you know, experienced lifelong bourbon dedicated drinker to somebody who's just exploring and finding the nuance. And in terms of proofing, we also had a very staunch line that we wanted to find the correct proof for the liquid. We weren't um, letting our consumer base or our conception of the market guide our proofing. And... Um,
0: Which is smart,
2: and so right. we learned and how to use an alcohol hydrometer. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you and can't that is force that.
2: One of the funnest no? things on earth. If you've never done it oh, before, it's, yes, let's it's, do it. It's, it's charming hard to play with. Yes, yes. You um,
0: start doing it with everything. Yes. You're like, what is in this room? What <laughs> yes. can I stick this thing in right now?
2: Very addictive. Totally. Ooh, I'm a scientist. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Look at me with numbers. <laughs> um, but we were dead set on finding the correct proof, and we, when we found our blend. We proofed it at basically every proof from barrel straight on down to 80. And we tested the full range in blind taste test, and we all found that sort of 90 was sort of what brought out all of these characteristics that we loved and that highlighted everything. I promise you, this is
1: not because we're bourbon weenies. I adore like a A barrel seagrass, you know, one hundred and twenty proof. Are you kidding me? Uh, To
0: to everyone listening to this, I have sat down with these ladies (laughs) and we have gone hazmat (laughs) down to eighty proof. Like, like they are uh, enjoyers of the spectrum, Uh, high, normally high, from my recollection. That's
1: right. But you know, barrel seagrass and then those that level of proofing, it's just, it's not for everybody, and it wasn't right for this whiskey.
0: Well, you said something a minute ago, and I have to I have to ask if like, um, you now know a lot of people in the industry. I think this answer would impress most of them that you were not going to proof it towards who you thought the consumer Mm -hmm. was that you proved towards what the whiskey needed to be for you to be right out of the gate. First time makers, that's got to impress people that you were already thinking that way.
2: Well, and that's what, that was where we were holding our line, right? Like we've always said, we're coming out with a whiskey that's at its best. Mm -hmm. We're we're not going to push into the market because we're anxious to get this off the ground. We're not going to push in at the wrong proof because we think it'll appeal to more drinkers. Um, We really want to honor this liquid that we adore. And so, I mean, I think in, in upcoming batches, that might be 90 proof. It might not. It depends on what's right what the bourbon tells us it needs to be for every for everybody to enjoy
0: and you guys know better than most it's very easy to like you see brands do it all the time like i'll put it out as i'll put out vodka first or i'll put out an 18 month first or i'll put out this and that just because you're bleeding no the, all state, the, time. the stakes were
1: too high and i just mm-hmm. i don't mean like financially or personally i mean if we are going to do this and invest so much time and energy into it We're going to do it right. Mm -hmm. This is not a half-assed venture. This is very much like we want to build something new that's not already out there. And I think we have actually accomplished
0: that. Oh, it's delicious. And I think my favorite part is how the finish plays. Uh, There's like a beautiful connection between the palette and the finish where you almost get more notes off of the finish. Don't get me wrong. You're drinking it. You're getting notes on the palette. But there's like a beautiful release at the end of the palette where it's like hitting and the finish kind of blows up a little bit yeah and that's where you can pick out those nut notes mm-hmm, that's where mm-hmm. you can pick out some of those tobacco and leather notes more so mm-hmm. than in the nose it yep. just comes out and releases hazelnut like a little hazelnut yeah yeah no, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah, okay mm-hmm, yeah. And, like and you, you don't get that from sipping it. you get it from it comes back like that that Palette connection with the finish.
1: I mean, our finish is pretty spectacular. I like mm-hmm. to think of it as like the chorus of the song.
0: Oh yes, you know? I can see that. Like, if this is Stone Temple Pilots, then the finish is definitely the. Uh...
1: <laughs>
2: it's Stone Temple Pilots. Yes. Exactly yes. what I was thinking I'm of, Jesse. About somebody in the bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's
1: where that's where you get to wail, you yeah. know. But it, yeah. it, it brings in it brings in all the other notes, but it kind of has its own crescendo. Yes, at the very end. much so.
0: Uh, w- w- which is, which is good. That's what you want. You do not want a boring whiskey, but you also don't want a whiskey that is so far out of the box that you can't go back to it. Right. Like, right. like this is a beautiful, uh, uh, it's interesting and interesting In a in a good way
1: and yet sippable. Yes, absolutely. But
0: but you know what I mean. Like sometimes she's like, "Oh, it's interesting." It's like, "No, this is legitimately interesting." Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 sippable. You go back to it, you get more from it every time you take another pour. And and I mean, we've now been going for I don't know when we started recording, but we've been drinking this for a minute or two, and none of us look bored.
2: No, no, (laughs) something new to talk about with every sip.
0: Completely. And on that note, what's next? like you've got this uh you've got this expression it's doing well where do you go from here are you guys going to grow we, it we into we have a plan
2: we're not going to give away too much of the secret sauce you don't have to but, just just um, a little bit i think we'll definitely be playing with some other finishes nice. um you know we're pretty committed to this uh, sort of mash bill recipe we think is um you know one of the more delicious comfort zones it's
1: a good foundation for, for almost anything yeah. You know, and it's unique. Honestly, the the weeders, you don't... MGP doesn't even make a weeded mash bill. Right. You know, we really, we really believe in it, and we think it can play well. So maybe we'll experiment with the mash down the road, but for now, we're just going to tr- maybe try some different finishes um, and maybe start, like, aging a few of the barrels and seeing what happens to those and doing mm-hmm. some single barrel releases for the ones that are really wowing us. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think we're pretty pretty stoked to have some barrel select yes. kind of offers. You know, Maybe I, can't one
1: day, yeah. I can't wait one for that. I can't wait for that. One day a rye.
2: Yes. Twist <laughs> my honor. Okay. Could
0: be. <laughs> <laughs> a, a rye to me, yeah. uh, just in what I know about your palates, I would think a rye for you, especially she's, she's would be a like the go-to. I
2: am. Well, I've had a I've had an epiphany very recently on the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky. Is that I am a rye purist, so yes. I want a rye.
0: I dig that a thousand percent.
2: Yes. So, I, you know, I think you don't want to dip
0: your toe in a rye. Right. You I'm, don't want I'm to gonna be jump
2: straight into yeah. the deep end of the rye pool. That's the only way to do it. And I think you know our partner Kate. is really eager to kind of join us in that end of the pool. She's as a mixologist background with her family. I think she really digs a, a good rise. So we'll see. I think that's kind of the, a different expression that we might naturally leaning to down the road. But yeah, so yeah. It's, it's step by step. It's
1: it's doubling or more distillate every single year. Mm-hmm. And we have all these barrels to play with now. That's great. And more coming. Yeah. So it's um, it's a beautiful thing, and it's just a matter of you know putting our bets on the right to use a gambling metaphor <laughs> on the right barrels and the right expressions, and hopefully these experimentations continue to be successful. I'm sure I will read all of ADI forums. Thank you, distillers from before, because mm-hmm. I learn a lot just from people who've been doing it for a long time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and we'll see what the future holds. We're excited.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure that there will be some not so great outcomes occasionally as we go further and we'll come to you, Jessie, come and tell <laughs> you all about it
0: <laughs> hey, you, you yeah. guys are happy to spill stuff exactly. in my floor anytime yes, you want to i still don't so. think that was me
1: <laughs> no i mean really and um uh, we're not experimenting just to experiment and when it doesn't work out or like our bastard barrel which i know may one day be our darling You know, it just, it it wasn't, even though we had limited inventory and we wanted to get out as many bottles as possible, it wasn't right. We weren't willing to take shortcuts and we're not going to take shortcuts with the, with the new expressions either. So Mm -hmm. fingers crossed, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do a lot more once we have a lot more inventory and as we grow and we start spreading into new States, I mean, it's really exciting. It's an exciting time Mm -hmm. going into Kentucky for me.
0: That's huge. I mean,
1: everything. I mean, that is my home state. I, have been in, an, an expat for almost 20 years which is wild
2: but well, as long I, as you've known her. You know,
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have a humongous family and friends and I just to have the bourbon for sale and available in everywhere in Kentucky means a lot.
0: Well, also, and and I grew up in North Carolina. You grew up in Kentucky. You know that when you leave for New York, there's a section of the family that's like, "Oh, you're going to New York, okay? Yeah, And now you get to come home, the conquering hero, and be like, "Yeah, I went to New York, and I'm coming back to Kentucky with some kick-ass whiskey."
1: You have no idea how excited they all are. Oh, I can only imagine. uh, I finally made up for the fact that I that I that I left and went north. True. <laughs> it's well, really
0: funny. Uh, uh, uh one more thing that I want to know and, and then we will get to uh the we're going to the Crunkleton for dinner tonight while you're in Charlotte take you to one so of the excited. best whiskey houses that we have in town. You've stayed up worrying about getting it off the ground. You've stayed up worrying about what your uh, uh mash bill, what your what your finish, all of these things what keeps you up at night now? Like, what is the thing that you worry about now that you've got it off the ground, now that you're selling out, what's the thing that you're, you're, keeps you up?
2: I think it's that we've doubled down on the bet over and over and over that's, again. That's the thing. Yeah, it's
1: like, wow, we're like bleeding cash for this business. Yeah. I mean, it is truly, you know, any business, you've got to go all in. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no... Half. There's there's just so we are all in on it. And we we are looking currently right now and talking to partners that are going to help us take it even further. And it's there's just a big stake. And, And the stakes are not again, not to stress financials, but they're they're time and energy. And like I have spent the last, you know, five, six years of my life on this going hard yeah and so is victoria and so is kate and we just we it's like a baby like you just want to see it so you can go out in the world go to college you know
0: yeah Yeah, let it grow yeah
1: we wanted to go to college which would mean like getting it in the hands of everybody getting it in different states making Mm -hmm. sure it's available for folks who are interested in whiskey want to try new expressions they want to try something fun like making sure that we've got that that spread Mm -hmm. that everyone who wants to try it, can try it, can take a bottle home, can hear about it little by little. So that's, that's, that's what keeps me up, but also what keeps me going.
0: Yeah. I mean, all of
2: your kids keep you up at night, right? Right. This is one of our kids. And
0: you have (laughs) barrels and barrels of children.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true.
0: Well, you guys have put out a delicious product. Where can people that are, uh, where can people get it? Where can people find it online?
1: And We're in all kinds of, you know, restaurants, bars, and package stores in New York and New Jersey. Jersey. But you can also get it anywhere in the country on our website, which is www.bossmolly.com. I apologize for the shipping fees. Nothing that can be done about it. Uh, I promise you it's worth an extra 10 bucks or whatever to try it. Um, And then, you know, soon Drizzly Reserve Bar, places like that. But for now, I would say if you're not in... New York, New Jersey, or Kentucky, the website is the best way.
0: There you go. You heard it here first. Go to New York, pick yourself up a bottle. Go to New Jersey, pick yourself up a bottle. Go to Kentucky, pick yourself up a bottle. And then go to www.bossmolly.com. Pick yourself up as many bottles as you can. All
2: the bottles. All, All the bottles. Give it a try. There's yeah.
0: no There's no limit.
2: Pass it around. Share it with friends. Yes,
0: that's right. It's what it's here for. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy Bowles, Victoria Horn, Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you.
1: This was awesome. Whiskey Nostradamus. You heard it here. Whiskey Nostradamus. So
0: it is said, so it shall be done.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Fabulous. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
0: There you have it, everybody. That is this week's episode. I want to thank Victoria and Brandy for coming on the show. We missed you, Kate. We'll have you next time. Boss Molly Bourbon. It is out now. If you see a bottle, pick it up. It's a damn good pour, and that was a damn good conversation. So thank you guys for coming on to the program. Thank you for visiting the den, having a pour with me in person. Let me tell you guys, we drank the whiskey. We had the interview. We had the conversation. Then we went out and we painted Charlotte a nice whiskey amber if you will we went to the crunkleton we had some steaks we had some drinks we had ourselves a damn good time that night I was very happy to see them it had been a minute since we'd all shared a pour together and it was just a whole lot of fun so thank you Brandy and Victoria it was such a good time having you guys on the show and I hope you come back and talk to me about more boss Molly bourbon because I know you guys are just going to keep growing I know you're just going to keep putting out good whiskey so kudos to you come back and see me again that was a damn good time. And you know what else is a damn good time? This seventh season of the Bourbon Showdown, we've got so many whiskey people, so many whiskey distillers, whiskey makers, whiskey producers. If it's associated with whiskey, it's probably in this season of the Bourbon Showdown podcast. Who do we have next week? We have Great Jones out of New York. After that, we've got the return of New Riff. Then we're going to have Buzzard's Roost. We've got everybody, man. We've got Evan Williams, we've got a whole list of people lined up to come talk whiskey with a few surprises that you're not going to see coming. So keep coming back every week for more Bourbon Showdown podcast. If you would, go hit like and subscribe on all the things. You can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Apple Podcasts. You say to Siri, hey, Siri, play the Bourbon Showdown, and she's going to say, oh, you damn right. I'll put it right on. So anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. We appreciate you guys coming back every. Every week For giving us all of the good reviews, for sending us all of the good feedback. If there's somebody I've not talked to yet that you want me to talk to, shoot me a note. Shoot us a note at Bourbon Showdown. Everywhere you can think to talk to somebody, and it'll probably get to us. If there's somebody you want us to sit down and have a pour with, Find out how that whiskey is, just let us know. We'll see if we can't make it happen. And until then, guys, keep coming back. It's that time of the program where we raise a glass and kick some ass. I'll see you guys on down the road for next week and another episode of the Bourbon Showdown Podcast. My name is Jesse Jones. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>